This is the Elevate Church Podcast. For a list of messages and for all updates about events and more information, check out our Instagram, Facebook, or visit elevate.city. Thanks for checking out the podcast. Here's today's message. So Daniel, uh, chapter 6, verse 1. We're going to do a lot of reading today, so just kind of follow along. It'll be on the screens for you, or you can follow along in your Bible. Verse 1, it says this, King Darius divided the kingdoms into 120 different provinces. He appointed high officers to rule over each province. Verse two, uh, two, it says this, the king also chose Daniel and two other administrators to supervise the high officials and protect the king's interests. Daniel soon proved himself more capable than all the other administrators and high officials. Because of Daniel's great ability, the king made plans to place him over the entire kingdom. This is a massive win uh, for Daniel and, and where he's come from. Verse 4, it says, The other administrators and high officials began searching for fault in the way Daniel was handling the government affairs, but they couldn't find anything to criticize or condemn him. He was faithful, always responsible, and completely trustworthy. Isn't that amazing? Wouldn't you want that to be said on your tombstone someday? That you were faithful, you were trustworthy, you were completely responsible. Verse 5. So they concluded the only chance to find grounds of accusing Daniel will be on what? His religion. Verse 6. So the administrators and high officers uh, went to the king and said, Long live King Darius. We are in agreement with the administrators, officials, high officials, advisors, governors, that the king should make a law that will be strictly enforced. Give the orders for the next 30 days to any person who prays to anyone divine, human, except for you, your majesty, will be thrown into a den of lions. Can we just pause right there and just say, how cool is a den of lions, okay? I mean, I mean, let's just be honest. Okay? We, we have trapped lions and put them in a pit, and they are angry and hungry. Okay, that's just like super like medieval awesomeness to me. Okay, I'm just, I love it. Okay, okay. Verse 8, and now your majesty issue and sign the law so it cannot be changed uh, of the law of the Medes and the Persians cannot be revoked. So the King Darius signed the law. Okay, now here's the deal. We can all identify with Daniel on this. We can identify with a pit of lions, okay? But we can identify with the moment that the law is signed and Daniel now has what? A problem, right? We all have problems. We all have situations. We all have moments where we're like, okay, this just happened, and I'm at A, and I don't know how I'm going to get to Z. Can I get an amen from anybody, okay? All right? Listen, we all have moments like this, okay? Now, I believe this, that God wants to bring some, what I would call discipleship, okay? Discipleship means this, that God wants to bring some wisdom and understanding to all of us on how we should react in moments that we're dealing with just like Daniel. Okay, where we're at A and we don't know how we're going to go to Z. So we're going to write out some scenarios today. Give it up for Matt Chenoweth, everybody. Come on. His mustache is looking fierce right now. 
It's the day of the mustache. Okay. All right. So we're gonna we're gonna write out some some scenarios. Okay. So we're gonna start with A. A is our starting spot. Column A is kind of where we start at. Okay. So A, we're gonna start with a problem. Okay. Now, a few years ago, you can write the word problem. Okay. A few years ago, me and Jess had a problem one time. Okay. All right. And we were trying to get to Z. Okay. What is Z? The solution. Okay. What is the solution? We had this problem where we had seven days. Okay. We were living in a condo. Okay. Um, we believed for a year and a half that our next door neighbor was a high dollar prostitute. Um, and it all came true. She was. Okay. We were living in this condo in Troy, Ohio, of all places. Okay. Troy, Ohio, okay, and um, somehow that all kind of came to light, and then the owner of the condo, um, I guess, wasn't, she wasn't paying uh, her mortgage on the condo, and so we then were put into a position that we had seven days to get out of our condo and find somewhere new to live, okay, I don't know if any of you have ever felt that kind of pressure before, but it's not fun, okay, so we had a massive problem, and we had no idea how we were going to get to the solution, okay? Sometimes, sometimes column A, the next A is going to be this. Sometimes it's a dream inside of us. It's a dream that we have in our soul, okay? And we're trying to get to Z where it becomes reality, okay? Anybody have any dreams, okay? Yeah? All the rest of you are lying, okay? You're lying. We all have dreams. We all have hopes. We all have things that we care about and we want to see happen in our life. You know, me and Jess, we had a dream that we wanted to own our own house. Uh, I shared this before. We just recently, last February, bought our first house. It's the first house we ever purchased. It's the first house we ever owned. So for 15 and a half years, our dream was to own our own house. I'll never forget, it was, it was a couple years before we actually moved into the house that we moved in now. We had worked really, really hard to fix some credit issues from some things that I did when I was young and I was dumb. And we worked really, really hard. And we had this meeting with this uh, builder. And this was probably, I don't know, this is probably four years ago now, and we had this meeting with this builder, and we went to the meeting. We were super excited. We had picked out the model we wanted, and we were just going there to kind of like finalize some stuff and sign the papers, and we got there that morning, and they were like, okay, we got to run your credit one more time, and I was like, yeah, go ahead. You know what I mean? It's like that that confidence, like, yeah, we're good. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm like, we're, everything's fine, and uh, she ran my credit, and she was like, hey, did you know that last night your credit dropped 220 points? And I was like, come again? I'm like, you're running the wrong numbers. Like, that's somebody else, you know? And so she re-ran it, and she was like, nope, this is you, okay? And unbeknownst to me that um, we had filed some taxes five years prior to that, and the taxes never got to the government, um, and they never got filed. And because they never got filed, unbeknownst to us, uh, the government put a lien on my credit and destroyed my credit. And we thought our dream of owning a home was done. We just thought it was just done. So sometimes we have problems. Sometimes we have dreams. Next category is this, is A. Sometimes we have weaknesses, okay? Sometimes we have 
weaknesses in our character. Sometimes we have weaknesses in our personality. Sometimes we have weaknesses of just, um, you know, sometimes it's just a, you know, for me, I, I've shared this before. I grew up, I, I had dyslexia. I still probably struggle with dyslexia. I'm a lot better than I was when I was, you know, 12 or 13 years old, but it was definitely a weakness in my life, you know what I mean, where you're trying to get to Z, where, where, where the weakness doesn't dominate and you find strength, okay? We're trying to find strength in our life, okay? Next, next column, okay? A, is this going to be this? It's going to be disappointment, okay? Disappointment, disappointing moments in our life where we're like, why did that happen? I, I don't. I don't completely understand that moment in my life. I've shared this before that, um, you know, when I was on my, what was I, 11? No, 12. When I was 12, the summer, first day of summer, 12 years old, woke up, the windows were open in the house, the wind's blowing in, it's a hot summer day, I'm excited, like I'm going to play ball all day long, okay? Did you, do we got it right? Is it spelled right? Yeah? Okay. Give it up for Matt, everybody. Come on. Let's go. Let's go. All right. But I woke up that morning, went out to the kitchen. My grandma had breakfast cooked for me, gave her a hug. She had a stroke in my arms. Four days later, she passed away. Pretty disappointing moment. We have moments in our life that are disappointing moments. And how do we get from this disappointing moment to the place where we see, like, God's plan, right? Because God's still faithful even though we have disappointing moments, correct? God's still God. He hasn't fallen off the throne, okay? Next column is this. A, we're going to start with failures. I don't know about you, but I've had some failures in my life. I've had some moments that I regret, some places and things that I've done. I'm like, I can't believe I did that. And how am I going to get from failure to victory, right? We all have struggles, things that we're still wrestling with. None of us are perfect. I think the closest one that is the closest picture of perfect is Ryan Wonderly to me. I just, he is just like Jesus incarnated, okay? It's just, he's meek and he's kind and like, like, I want to be angry, and he won't get angry. And I'm like, Ryan, just get angry with me, you know? And he's just like, he's just Jesus, okay? And so, but we want to live in victory. Now, okay, just right time. So here, here's the deal. Thanks, man. We're good. Our issue is always what? Time, the time in between A and Z, the time in between problem and solution, the time in between dream and reality, the time in between weakness and strength, it's time, okay? And the reality is this, most of us, most of us live in column A, Right? Most of us think about column A all the time. Most of us talk. Most of our speech, 
most of our communication with friends or family or people is about what? Column A. Most of our identity, how we see ourselves, how we see God, how we see the world is wrapped in what? Column A. So column A really dominates most of our life. And the problem is this. The problem isn't that, do I love Jesus or believe in Jesus? No, that's not the problem. The problem is this. I don't understand how God's going to get me from A to Z. That's the problem. And I don't like this word time. I'm not good with this, right? When we hear like, oh, God wants to bring a victory into my life, or we hear that God is for us, or we hear that God is moving on our behalf, he is moving on our behalf, but there is still time that we have to deal with. According to the National Scientific Foundation, it says this, that we have 12,000 to 60,000 thoughts every day, and 80 to 95% of those repetitive thoughts are negative. Did you get that? 80 to 95% of the repetitive thoughts that you have about yourself, that you have about your world, that you have about what? Column A is negative. So I understand why sometimes on Sunday mornings, we're trying to press into the presence of God, but for the last seven days, your mind has been in problems. How's this dream going to happen? Your weakness, your disappointments, your failures. And so you come into the presence of God, and we're like, let's go after God. Let's go after his kingdom. Let's go after victory. And you're like, what victory? Right? What victory? I'm still living in my disappointment. What, you know, yeah, I have dreams, but should I have dreams? One of the reasons I loved student ministries, one of the reasons I love these kids up here is this. They're just not jaded enough yet from life. They still have a lot of big dreams. I love that. Love it. Dreams are exciting, but guess what? The older we get, we have less and less dreams because we're just like, well, what's the point of even dreaming, right? So we live in column A, and we don't know how to respond to column A. Does that make sense? This is where Daniel's at. Daniel just entered column A, right? And he's going to give us some wisdom on how to properly respond. Because I need you to understand this, okay? You play a part in God bringing victory to your life. Did you understand that? It's not all on God. I need you to get that. We have this thing in our heads that we're like, man, God's just going to do it. No, no, no. God wants to partner with you. There's a part that God does, and there's a part that you do. Okay, and the part that you do is learning how, and I'm going to tell you right now, I have not responded correctly all the time in 39 years, and I am so thankful for the mercy of God that I just talked about this morning. Aren't you? Okay, aren't you 
thankful for the moments you respond poorly and the mercy of God covers that, okay? But, but his desire is that we don't stay children. Make sense? Okay? Listen, we have no issue, I have no issue with my, my youngest son, Luke. If, if Luke had an accident in his pants, he's five years old, we would be like, that's okay, that's all right, you're, you're growing, you're learning, you know, but if, if I picked up Michael from school, oh, buddy, come on, man, <laughs> but if I picked up Michael from school and he had an accident in his pants, we'd be like, yo, what's going on, bro? You can find a different way home, you know what I mean? Call one of your friends, right? What, what am I saying? What I'm saying is this. As believers in Christ, we have to grow. Did you get that? Like, we got to grow. Like, we have to become all that God's called us to be. So today is a day of discipleship. God's going to go, I'm going to give you the tools so that you can grow. But then the Lord's going to look for your response. Because I know this. God lives in this copy. The whole Bible's full of stories. The whole entire Bible's full of stories of solution, reality, strength, God's plan, and victory. It's chucked full of it. So this is where God lives. God wants to get us from there to here. Okay? So let's look at the word of God today. Verse 10, Daniel 6, verse 10. But when Daniel learned that the law had been signed, he went home and kneeled down as he usually in his upstairs room with its window towards Jerusalem. He prayed three times a day, just as he had always done, giving thanks to God, verse 11. Then the officials went together to Daniel's house and found him praying and asking God for help. We should underline, circle, Write this verse on, you know, the windows of our house or, or mirrors, whatever, to remind ourselves of what? What Daniel did. This is just a, a, little, a little sliver. Daniel asked for help. Daniel humbled himself. Daniel said, I'm not God. I don't have infinite wisdom. I don't know exactly what to do. I don't know the next step. And so I'm going to ask God for his help, okay? Now, let me say this. When you ask God for his help, be prepared to hear God and do what he wants you to do. Right? Don't ask God for his help just to justify what you want to do. Right? Like we ask God for his help, but we're really just saying, God, I want you to justify my anger in this moment. Right? So we all know, not all of us, but most of us know that Pastor Jeff has some struggles watching the Bears on Sunday afternoons, right? Okay. Sometimes Pastor Jeff can say some things that are not right, okay? So honestly, I was praying about it the other day. You know what the Lord said? He said, as long as you keep justifying it, I can't help you. 
you justify it, Jeff. He's like, you justify it. It's like, it's your, it's your moment. It's your time. It's the bears. This is kind of like what you grew up in. This is kind of what your family did. And this is how you respond. So as long as you keep justifying that, I can't help you. See, God can help us in anything that we want his help. But if we don't want his help, he's not going to help us. So Daniel wants God's help. Verse 12. So they went straight to the king and reminded him of his law. Did you not sign a law that said for the next 30 days, anyone who prays to anyone divine or human except for you, your majesty, will be thrown into a den of lions? The king responds, yes, I did sign that law. I am such a great king, and I have so much pride, and I believe in myself. And yes, that was such a great law that I signed just the other day. Verse 13, then they told the king, that man, Daniel, did you catch the wording? That man, Daniel, listen, if you're going to be a follower of Jesus, people are going to go, that man, they're not going to, not everybody's going to like you, not everybody's going to be for you, not everybody's going to champion you. Not everybody's going to like that you pray. Not everybody's going to like that you worship. Not everybody's going to like what you do. Right? That's really tough for some of us. We want everybody to like us all the time. We want everybody to like all of our decisions. Maybe God's calling you to do something crazy. Maybe God's calling you to, like, pray for somebody at work. Maybe God's calling you to to, like, write somebody an encouraging note at work. And you're like, well, I don't know if they believe in Jesus. I don't know if they believe in this stuff. Maybe you're exactly what they need. But we have so much fear of people going, that man, right, or that woman, that person. They say, that man, Daniel, one of the captives from Judah, is ignoring your law. He's still praying to his God three times a day. Verse 14, hearing this, the king was deeply troubled. He realizes he's been tricked. The king really likes Daniel. So he spent the rest of the day looking for a way to get Daniel out of this predicament. Okay. We need to learn some things from Daniel about how he responded to the problem, to the dream not becoming a reality, to the weakness, to the disappointment, to the failure. We're going to learn some stuff from Daniel about how he responded, how we should respond when we are in column A. The first one is this. Daniel wasn't overly emotional. Okay? Daniel wasn't overly emotional. Can you put that picture of Ben up for me? Okay. Look at that kid. Isn't he a cute kid? Okay. That is Benny boy. Uh, he's my middle son. He's turning 10. In a few days, we're super excited. Ten's a big birthday in the Workmeister house, and we're super happy for him, okay? Now, something about Ben. Ben is the most emotional person you've ever met on the planet, okay? We went to Wendy's the other night, okay? And we're in line, and we get, I like, what is so funny is, like, me and Ben are the same person, so I know his order. Like, his order is a spicy chicken sandwich, plain. Okay, medium fry and a root beer to drink. Okay, so, but he has to remind me always, like, like dad, dad, dad. You you know what I want, right? Dad, dad. Okay, so I'm like, and I, I, my response is this. I just snap. 
okay? Any snappers in the house, you're a snapper. I'm like, you know what I mean? The louder the snap, the more intense I am, okay? Because when I'm at a drive through okay, God bless your soul. If you get into a car and we get to the, to the window to order and you don't know what you want, you might as well get out of my car, okay? Listen, we all know what Wendy's has, okay? Correct? Oh, my gosh. Sometimes Jess is like, I just got to see the menu. I'm like, see the menu? We have a day at home in the last 60 days. Like, come on. We all know the menu. So Ben goes, Tad, can I get a Frosty? And I was like, and I was feeling generous. And I said, yeah, you can get a Frosty. Okay. So we pull up. We get our food. We're like leaving. He opens up the Frosty, and it's a chocolate Frosty. Because, listen, I'm just not good with white, the vanilla Frosties, okay? Like a Frosty is a chocolate Frosty, okay? I'm sorry if you're a vanilla fan, but to me, it's chocolate, okay? It's all chocolate, okay? Chocolate. It's chocolate, okay? So he gets his chocolate Frosty, okay? And I promise you, it was about two seconds. He had full crocodile tears flowing no, don't awe me, okay? Don't awe him. Flowing down his cheeks. He's like, I wanted vanilla. You know what I mean? I mean, just so, like, I mean, this is Ben all the time, okay? I remember one time Ben was in the basement playing and some glass had broken. He got a little sliver of glass in his big toe, okay? You would have thought that he was dying, okay? I mean, like, I mean, he's, like, grabbing his foot. He's screaming. He's crying. You know what I mean? So, 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 I think, I think, I think Matt was there, maybe, maybe, or, or Levi, one or the other. So, it was me, one of the guys, Jess, and Michael. We are physically holding his body down, okay? I mean, physically holding his body down, okay? To get this little sliver of glass out, Okay? Just took out the glass. We didn't even tell him that the glass was out of his foot just because we wanted to see how long he would keep going on. You know what I mean? He just kept going and going and going and going. I mean, listen, this is Ben. This is Ben, okay? And now I understand this. There are times I'm this same person too where column A happens and I do what? I respond out of emotion right? We respond out of anger. We respond out of disappointment. We respond out of this highly emotional feeling, like I'm hypersensitive. I'm emotionally allowing these things to run my life. So I was thinking about this the other day, and the Lord goes, you know where that all started? Because see, there's always a root, right? If you respond emotionally, there's always a root. And he reminded me of this night that my grandma went to this prayer meeting. Because my grandma's a prayer warrior. And she went to this prayer meeting, and she was supposed to be back home at 1130. And she didn't come home at 1130. And then it was 1230. And then it was 130. And then it was 230. So for three hours, I thought she died. Right? It scarred me. I, I could tell you, I could, I could, I can vividly remember her walking in the door. 
it is like seared into my soul. I can, it, her coat was cold. I can smell her perfume. I know exactly what it felt like. And that was a moment, a moment that started an emotional reaction in my life. Right? We have moments in our life that sear us. So Daniel didn't respond emotionally. Okay, he responded as he always did. He would go home and pray. Correct? Second thing is this. Daniel didn't respond out of fear. Okay? Should have. Right? And had every right to. Okay? So there's a lot of times that we respond poorly in column A, and our natural thought is, well, I have the right to respond this way, right? Like, I have the right that I've not seen my dream happen, but that person just got a new car, and I am not happy for them, right? I have the right. Daniel had the right to respond in fear. Daniel had the right to be like, okay, listen, uh, I just betrayed the king. Um, I'm a foreigner. There's a den of lions they're going to throw me into? I don't know about you, but I would not be cool with the den of lions, you know? Unless I'm the other guy throwing the other person in. I'd be like, hey, cool, you know? <laughs> Come on, people. That's how my brain works when I read the Bible. You got to, it's like a picture show, you know? First John chapter 4. Verse 18, it says this, such love has no fear because perfect love expels all fear. What is the perfect love? It's Jesus. Jesus is perfect love. He's the one that will never leave you, forsake you. He's the one that laid his life down for you. He's the one that loves you. He's the one that encourages you. He's the one that believes in you, brings joy to you, brings hope to you. Jesus is perfect love, and he expels all fear. It says this, and it shows that we have not fully experienced his perfect love. Why? Okay? Because we're afraid of punishment. It says this, if we are afraid, where is fear of punishment? So if we are in column A and we are responding out of fear, okay, we are fearful because of what? We're fearful that God is mad at us. Right? Like God's forgotten about the dream because he's really upset at me. Right? Or like, how can God resolve this problem? Because obviously he's disappointed with me. Right? So I fear for punishment. Column A, when we respond in fear, it's because of what? We're fearful that God is going, listen, you know what? I, I just can't, I can't take it anymore, right? Like, I just, like, like, I'll be honest. Like, so I have these rejection issues in my, in my soul because my dad left and he never came back. And even when I've tried reaching out to him over the years, when I've written letters of, like, 
forgiving him and, and wanting to make a connection again, he still rejected me. So I have this complex in me. I'm telling you about something truthful. I have this complex inside of me that I have this fear that God is going to reject me. I have this fear that God's grace is finally going to go, it's enough. I don't have any more grace for Jeff. Right? And, and if, we're, if we were honest, a lot of us feel like we are stuck in a column because there's something wrong. And God is not allowing us to get from A to Z because we need to fix something before he lets us because we are scared that he is punishing us. Right? Romans chapter 3, verse 24. Yet through his powerful declaration of acquittal, Okay, remember the OJ trial? If you cannot convict, you must acquit, right? Okay, so what is God saying? He's saying this, you, your life is on trial, but the grace of God, the forgiveness in Jesus Christ, his blood covers your guilt, right? To make you right in his sight. God freely gives away his righteousness, You're not righteous because of any good works you do. You are righteous simply because Jesus makes you righteous, and you believe in Jesus. That's how you are right, okay? His gift of love and favor now cascades over you, meaning this, that when I'm in column A, his gift of love cascades over me, even when I'm in column A, okay? All because Jesus has liberated us from guilt, punishment, and the power of sin. Can I get an amen from somebody, okay? He has saved us. So the only reason I have fear is because I don't fully understand Romans, right? I don't fully understand what Jesus has done for me. Isaiah 53, verse 10, it says this, it pleased the Lord to bruise him. Meaning this, it pleased God to pour out all of his wrath on Jesus. All of his anger, all of his frustration, all of his disappointment. He said that it pleased God to pour it out on Jesus and not to pour it out on you. Right? So what? So that just like Daniel We wouldn't respond in fear, but we would respond in faith and go, you know what? I'm going to run to the one that can help me, not run from the one that could help me. Number three is this. Daniel didn't let the law or the moment define him. Okay? Moments can define you if you allow them to. There should be people running right now, just just running, okay? Moments will define you if you allow them to. I have every right in the world to be angry and bitter and frustrated with my life going on. I have every right in the world to be the victim, every right. But I chose a long time ago, I will not be the victim. I will be the victor. Because not because of me, because of Jesus Christ. 
So you can choose, and, there, and let's be honest, people want sympathy. Listen, people hate counseling with me. Hate it. You know why? Because I'm not there to give them sympathy. I'm there to get them to hear. Okay? I'm there to give them the tools to live in victory and to say, you're not a victim, you're a victor in Christ Jesus. Amen? Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1, it says this. Now, faith brings our hope into reality, becomes a foundation needed to acquire the things we long for. It's the evidence required to prove what is unseen. The Lord told me this. He said this. Faith is night vision in dark times. Faith is night vision in dark times. Calame is, is dark times. It's darkness. It's hard to see. It's hard to know where to go. It's hard to know what to do. It's, it's dark times. Okay? Faith is vision for that. Sometimes when we are in column A, we need what I call is PP. Look at your neighbor and say PP. Just do it. Do it. Say PP. That was awesome. I just saw a bunch of adults say PP. Okay? I'm just so happy right now. Okay? What is PP? It is prayer and it is praise. Prayer and praise. It's real easy to pray and praise when you're in this column. Right? It is not easy to pray and praise when you are not seeing your dreams come to pass. It is not easy to pray and praise when you're disappointed. When we first started the church, the church did not start how I thought it was going to start. We're making tables in my garage. We're sanding. We're painting. We're working day and night. We're starting a church at the same time. And every morning I had to take the boys to school. I'll never forget this one morning. The Lord said, are you going to praise me this morning? You going to praise me this morning? I knew what he was saying. He's saying, I know you know it's real dark right now, and you don't know how you're getting to the other side, because we didn't. We had no clue what God was going to do. We had no clue how we were going to get to the other side. Somebody asked me the other day, they're like, how many months did you guys do tables? And Matt understands. We did it for like 18 months. I mean, it was hard work. I mean, we would go and buy a table and bring the table home and sand the table and paint the table and scuff the table and poly the table. And there are just, just a thousand steps to these table things. And we're in this. And it's, th- it's something to do for maybe a couple months, right? Can I get an amen, Matt? Maybe for like three or four months. But like when you're looking in the garage and there's 10 tables, I think there was like 60-something chairs, and you're like, oh, my gosh, this is our next seven days. And we're, start, and we're running a church right now at the same time. It was not victory. It was disappointment. And what God was saying to me was this, can you pray and praise me in column A? 
am I the God of column A? Psalms 23, verse 4 says this, The Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of the darkest, deepest darkness, your fear, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I'll never be lonely, for you are near. Worship team, you guys can line up. Listen, there is something special something so incredibly special about when you are in column A and you pray and praise. The Lord will be so real to you, okay? And you will learn how to rest in him, okay? What is Daniel doing when he goes back home and prays? Daniel's going, you know what? I'm resting in God even in column A. Right? He's my strength. He's my grace. He's my peace. He's my everything. Even in column A. We're still good. We're still good. Daniel says this. He goes, listen, I don't know how God's going to get me from A to Z, but I know that he is more than capable of doing it. Amen? Okay, why don't you stand up this morning? We're going to do this song. It's a new song. I heard this song a couple weeks ago. The Lord told me, he's like, do this song. It's called Waymaker. Listen, God is okay with you not knowing how he's going to get you there. But all God needs is your faith. He just needs your faith. And your faith to say, you know what, you're a way maker when there is no way. You're a way maker when I don't understand. You're a way maker when I'm frustrated. You're a way maker when I don't see the light. You're a way maker when it doesn't make sense. God, you're a way maker, and even, even though I don't want to pray, and even though I don't want to praise, I'm still going to choose because you're the way maker. And my trust is in you and not in me. See, that's the issue. You want to be in control, and you want to be able to control, manipulate the situation because, because it brings comfort to you, right? When we're in control, there's comfort, because I can figure it out. God loves when you're not in control and you can't figure it out because he has to be in control. And that's the way that his glory can shine upon your life. That's the way that you can get to the other side and go, you know what, it wasn't me. It was completely the Lord. I can take no credit for it, but I know that I know, I know in my heart of hearts that God is good and he is faithful no matter what situation, no matter what time I'm in. Amen? Thanks for listening to Elevate Church Podcast. We'd love to have you join us for service on Sundays or at a dinner party on Friday nights. Check out our Facebook, Instagram, or website at elevate.city for more information.